SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A champion will be crowned tonight in New Orleans. Welcome to a National Championship Monday right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Kansas and North Carolina do battle tonight, trying to be the last team standing to cut down the nets in the Big Easy as a national champion in the NCAA men's basketball tournament we break down that game from every single angle game spreads first half numbers game totals and props abound for a national championship between two blue bloods in the sport north carolina the underdogs getting four points against ku the top seed out of the midwest region a four-point favorite tonight against north carolina we'll go around the association we'll recap what happened over the weekend a national champion named last night in the women's tourney in minneapolis plenty to get to on this national title monday right here on tma and in this first hour helping me to do just that it is donnie Wrightside, the man known as drs one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday morning 7 a.m to 9 a.m eastern time alongside kevin walsh drs is here on the morning after on a national championship monday donnie are you ready to go i'm ready i'm ready for this one here and i would have probably wished a little bit maybe coach k was in here to sort of add that ambiance but we can't ask for a better performance over the weekend from those two teams both hitting 81 points ben will they both get the 81 again for an over we'll find out we shall find out because that game total tonight between north carolina and kansas is up there as well it currently stands at 152 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Plenty of angles to attack tonight for this national championship game between North Carolina and KU. The 13th all-time appearance in the Natty for the North Carolina men's basketball program. The 10th all-time for KU. You want brand names? You want star power? You have found it with Kansas and North Carolina tonight. Two of the bluest of all the bloods in college basketball. So, Donnie, quick, big-picture perspective on tonight's game. You see those numbers. It's the final college basketball game of the year. The lines are as sharp as they have ever been all season long. KU land four, that total at 152. What does that say to DRS? Yeah, quick look here on this one. Didn't think Kansas would wind up in the final, nor North Carolina, but here they are, and we're quite happy that both of these teams are here. I think Kansas is the better basketball team overall. So I just explained it to Kevin to keep it simple here. If I think Kansas is going to win this game, which I do, I can't say I'm going to take North Carolina at plus four so they can keep it close. Kansas for me tonight, Kansas and Bill Self cutting down the nets. It would be Bill Self's second national championship. He led Kansas to a national championship victory over Memphis back in 2008 this is his third all-time appearance in a national title game KU falling to Kentucky back in 2020 if Bill Self wins tonight he will become the 16th head coach in college basketball history to be a multiple national title winner that is what is at stake on Kansas's side on the other side for Hubert Davis in his first year at the helm of North Carolina men's basketball what a start it would be to his tenure as the head coach of the Tar Heels. Also, storylines abound. This is the Roy Williams Bowl. Roy Williams, the head coach at Kansas for 15 years, then 
led North Carolina for 18 seasons, three national championships at UNC as well. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here on a national championship Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens, alongside Donnie Wrightside for the opening hour of TMA. Plenty to get to when it comes to the national title tonight in New Orleans. Kansas, a four-point favorite against North Carolina with an over-under that currently sits at 152. Donnie, my big-picture perspective on this game is... I agree with the numbers. I think both of them are fantastic. Two fast-paced teams in KU and UNC. North Carolina, the 40th fastest tempo in all of college basketball. Kansas, meanwhile, up there as well, the 65th fastest tempo. That means that pace is going to be high tonight, and that's why you see a relatively high number for a total at 152. I think you could make an argument for either side. I think this is a good matchup for both teams. You could look across the starting lineups. Incredible wing play on both sides. Ochai Abaji for Kansas. Caleb Love, who has been sensational in the big dance for UNC. Two great big men down low in Armando Baycott for North Carolina. David McCormick coming off a career night. 25 points in that Final Four matchup against Villanova. It's a great game. So maybe we dive even a little bit deeper, looking at some of those first half numbers. In the first half, Kansas laying two and a half points. But if you want to back the dog, that's where the juice is. Only minus 104 on KU laying the points in the first half. Minus 118 getting the two and a half with North Carolina. And that first half total DRS, and we've seen first half unders in a big way throughout the entirety of this March Madness tournament, stands at 71 and a half tonight. But the over has the slight bit of juice. Yeah, it's interesting to, find, to try to play that out because both of these teams, keep in mind, scored 81 points in the national semifinal on that big stage, in that big arena, being the Superdome, as opposed to an arena. So maybe in this game, if you're looking towards an under, you're probably just fading some of those numbers. But if both of those teams were in the 80s here, I don't see any of them here, Ben, coming into like, hey, I'm a little bit nervous because it's a national championship game. They both played very well on offense, and I expect that to continue tonight. And as you said, good tempo. We should get a good pace as well. These programs believe they are supposed to be here. Now they are on that stage in hopes of cutting down the nets tonight in New Orleans as a national champion. How do we get here? We look back on the Final Four next on the Morning After. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And then there were two on the first Monday in April, a national championship game in New Orleans, Kansas on one side, North Carolina on the other. The Jayhawks, a four point favorite currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook with an over under that stands at 152. This is a national championship Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens alongside Donnie Wrightside for this opening hour, and then we bring you up until noon Eastern time as well. But how did we get here? Of course, it was a Final Four Saturday in the Big Easy as well, with maybe one of the best college basketball games in the history of the sport. We look back on the Final Four to set the stage for a national title on a Monday night right now in the zone.
DRS, very few times in life do we set high expectations for anything, for any event, and do they live up to that expectation, let alone exceed even our wildest expectations for a basketball game. But that's what we had in the nightcap in the Final Four on Saturday, the first ever meeting in NCAA tournament history between North Carolina and Duke, the 258th all-time meeting between the two rivals from Tobacco Road, and of course coming in the final dance, the final year of coach Mike Krzyzewski at the helm of Duke. And North Carolina claims bragging rights in this rivalry forever with an 81-77 victory in one of the best college basketball games these two eyes have ever seen, DRS. When you add in the historical perspective first, when you set the stage for how big of an event Saturday night was in New Orleans, was this the best college basketball game you've ever seen? It was a lot of fun. It really was. I don't know if it's the best all-time that I've ever seen because of the anticlimacticness that I really wanted to have where you actually came down to a three-point shot at the end to try to win this. That would have been perfect. But if you would have told me coming into this game, 81-77 final, where Duke's going to have a one-point lead with roughly one minute to go, sign me up all game long, all day long. Coming into the Final Four, there was a lot of anticipation, a lot of hype, and we knew that first game might not be, you know, as exciting as we thought it might turn out to be. Kansas was incredible. Villanova made a slight run, but all eyes, all eyes centered on that second game in the Final Four, which is Duke Carolina, and Ben, it gave us every single thing we had hoped for here. Competitors all the way through. Electric play. Game in the balance in the final few moments, and who would have thought, yep. coming down to just fundamentals, Make your free throws, win a basketball game. The Duke Blue Devils, 12 of 20 from the charity stripe, 60%. That was their downfall. They had a chance with a 75% free throw shooter in the final minute to knock down a couple of free throws there and take the lead and weren't able to do it. Good on North Carolina for making their free throws and coming up with big threes because even in that last, what, minute and a half where the threes were raining down, it was sensational theater to watch it play out. North Carolina wins outright as a four-point underdog. The first half total of 72 stays under the game total of 154. That steamed up with some public attention on Saturday afternoon goes over with a final at 81-77. UNC now has won outright in five straight games when booked as an underdog, pulling off a second straight upset as a dog against North Carolina. But from a game perspective, the largest lead in the game was in favor of the Blue Devils. Duke had a seven-point lead early on in that second half. That was the largest lead of the game. We saw 18 lead changes, 12 ties throughout the course of this basketball game. And from seven and a half minutes to the final 30 seconds DRS, it was never more than a one-possession game until with 28 ticks left. Caleb Love reigned in a three from deep there in the Superdome in New Orleans. That was the dagger for North Carolina. Caleb Love scores the final six points for UNC. He had a game-high 28 points, well over his points prop of 15 and a half. And DRS, Caleb Love has gone over that point prop you see there of 15 and a half in five of the last nine for Carolina. In all five overs, he has had at least 20 points he has had a sensational run in this ncaa tournament sparking north carolina to a victory over duke 
Yeah, he was sensational. Also, keep in mind, on Friday, when you're having some of these fun prop bets here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, to be the highest scorer for the day, which means both Final Four games, Caleb Love was a plus 950 price and then up taking that down. If somebody would have told you before that started that he had that plus 950 price, which I was the guy leaning towards that direction, how about this? If you say Abaji is going to make six three-point shots, you'd say by far, Ben. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the highest scoring player of the day. Not the case here. Amazing performance by Love. Great performances all the way around by a lot of guys. And as you flip it over to tonight, Carolina, Kansas, superstars both sides, big-time programs. This should be a fun fight. But Caleb Love, hey, if you have a guy that could go ahead and get that, right, Ben? On the biggest stage, you're supposed to get 10 to 15 points. You drop close to 30. That's how you win championships. Caleb Love's points prop tonight against Kansas in that natty. 16 and a half but before we get there of course this was the final game for coach Mike Krzyzewski at the helm of Duke men's basketball ending his career with a loss to North Carolina his most bitter rival to finish off the entirety of his career but here are the numbers on coach K that put him in the pantheon of some of the greatest to ever do it in college basketball certainly in the modern era over 1200 career wins 101 NCAA tournament victories that was his 13th and final final four appearance and he ends his career DRS with five national championships but this final season for coach K will be remembered probably for two losses to North Carolina in his final home game inside Cameron Indoor Duke booked as an 11 point favorite they lose outright by 13 points to the Tar Heels and then in the first ever matchup in NCAA tournament history between Carolina and Duke the Heels again another upset to send Duke home and Coach K into retirement that's a pretty nasty taste in the mouth of Coach K to finish out his storied career no, it certainly is. And you take a look also. Like, you, know, you try to put these in perspective here of how long Coach K has actually been at Duke. But you see the numbers. If you notice, like Jim Nance announcing these games, saying, okay, Bill Self in his 50th game or Jay Wright in his 50th game here in the tournament. And then you see Coach K has 130-plus tournament games with over one. Some of these coaches, Ben, don't even get 100 wins in their career. And Coach K has 100 March Madness wins, which is phenomenal. Overall, 1,202 wins a record of close to 77% of the games that he's won. And being at Duke in the ACC, that is fantastic. He's going to go out on top, but I got to tell you, he's waking up this morning expecting to get on that bus with Mickey and drive to the final game and say one more go around. And for UNC to spoil two of the biggest parties that he's ever supposed to have in his career, that's a tough pill to swallow here on a Monday. K ends his career in even 500, 50 and 50 straight up in 100 all-time meetings against North Carolina but the final two probably the biggest that we'll remember for quite some time and I think North Carolina holds the ultimate trump card in any conversation they ever have with Duke from here on out that was North Carolina's Super Bowl that was North Carolina's national championship game we'll see how that leads us into tonight on a Monday night in the actual national title against Kansas because Donnie on Saturday, in that opening game against Villanova, of course, the Wildcats without Justin Moore, a four-and-a-half-point spread. Many, like myself, expected Jay Wright to make those adjustments, but it was Kansas on the forefront from the very tip. And I mean from the very tip. The Jayhawks won the jump ball. They hit their first four shots. They led 10 nothing, and they never trailed in the entirety of that game, cruising to an 81-65 victory, easily covering as a four-and-a-half-point favorite with a total at 133 that hits the over as well. 
Yeah, a bitter taste, you know, a bitter pill to swallow, I should say, for myself, easily cashing in that plus four with North Carolina outright over Duke. But I really like, Ben, the under in the first game. And even with that start hmm. of 10 to nothing, it's perfect. Philadelphia hasn't even scored. This game's tempo is going to slow down. It never slowed down because neither one of these teams said, hey, let's cool off from the three-point line. Sensational shooting, particularly by Kansas, dropping 81 on a very good defensive Villanova team. That's a big-time win there. Donnie, I always said that if Kansas could control the pace of that game, they were going to win the game. The only way Nova could win was keeping it slow and keeping it under that total of 133. Well, look at the props for the national championship game on the other side of the break and some of the biggest performers from Saturday in the Final Four and how that might play out tonight on a Monday night in New Orleans with a national championship on the line. Stay right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on a national championship Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM. Channel 159, all across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens, alongside Donnie Wrightside for the opening hour of this national title TMA on a Monday, and there are many different ways to break down this national championship game tonight between Kansas and North Carolina. Not just the game spread at four in favor of the Jayhawks, not just that total that's slightly up there at 152. We'll present the trends. We'll give you all you need to know from a handicapping perspective, but With the final game of the year, DRS, these are the sharpest numbers we will see on a college basketball contest all season long. So maybe we dive into some other areas. Maybe we look at the prop market and some of the biggest performers tonight and how they might fare in a national championship game on this Monday. Let's start with Kansas, the four-point favorite tonight against North Carolina. Ochai Abaji went off in that final four game, six of seven from deep against Villanova, ending with 21 points. Well over his point prop of 16.5 on Saturday night. Tonight, it's at 16.5 once again. David McCormick had one of the best nights we have seen in a Kansas jersey for the senior in his career. 25 points, nine boards against Villanova DRS. His points prop tonight, 11.5. It was 9.5 in the final four. And then finally, you look at Remy Martin there. Off the bench, for Bill Self and company, only three points in that game against Villanova, but has gone 20 or more in two games so far for Kansas in the tourney. His points prop tonight, 11 and a half. But DRS, let's start with the big man down low for Kansas because David McCormick was an absolute force on Saturday night in New Orleans against Villanova. Can we expect the same out of KU's big man tonight against UNC? Yeah, we talked about it over the break, Ben, right? You're saying if you just watched Kansas for the first time and you said McCormick, oh my goodness, the reincarnation of Patrick Ewing, he's got to be the top overall pick in the draft because he's absolutely dominant. Rightfully so, right? 25 points, nine rebounds, dunking on people. Like, man, where has this been the entire year? Because now you snap back to reality. And the reason we're saying that is you just watched him on the final four stage dominate a basketball game and go for 25 points. Sign me up on whatever you got from him, right? What is it, Ben? 22 points, 20, 19 points, 17 and a half with heavy juice here. No, it's 11 and a half with the FanDuel Sportsbook to go over it at a minus 113 price. And if you're dropping in saying, 
I just watched this kid dominate. You're telling me he's just going to go back into his shell and score seven points in the final? Now, I do think he goes over that 11 and a half at a minus 113 price. But this is where you can't just let that recency bias step in. Because if you watch right. Kansas dominate Villanova, really didn't have a down low presence like Baycott's going to be for the Carolina Tar Heels. You say to yourself, this is going to be easy. He has to get less than a half of what he just scored in that Final Four game. Where do I sign up? Good luck with that one. But I do think, as I said, he gets to 12 points here. But it just goes to show you, 11 and a half after a 25-point performance, it's pretty wild. And I hope you saw that stat there on that board we showed of David McCormick because we got that from John Rothstein, who will join the show in our second hour, entering the game for Kansas. When David McCormick had gone over that point prop, which it was posted at nine and a half, for the Final Four, when he had had at least double figures in his career, Kansas 44-9, and nine, now make that 45-9 and nine straight up when David McCormick scores in double digits for Bill Self and the Jayhawks. But it's a guy in David McCormick who only averages just above 10 points per game and under seven rebounds per game. David McCormick had 15 against Miami. He had 25 against Villanova, both over the points prop tonight of 11 and a half, but did not go over that 11 and a half in the first three games for Kansas in this NCAA tournament. And that rebounding prop of seven and a hook, I'm leaning the under there as well. David McCormick under that number of seven and a half in six of the last eight for Kansas. And on the other side for North Carolina, well, Armando Baycott is an absolute force. 11 points, 21 rebounds against Duke on Saturday night. That followed a 20-point, 20 22-rebound performance against St. Peter's. The 21 rebounds for Armando Baycott, now making him the all-time rebound leader in a single NCAA tournament. Tonight, Armando Baycott's points prop DRS, 14 and a half. That does not lead the way for Carolina. That would be the two tied you see there. Brady Manick at 16 and a half, live now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and Caleb Love, also at 16 and a hook, both Manic and Love. The juice is on the over of their points props tonight, DRS. Yeah, Manic's going to have to have a big night. If, if North Carolina wants to win, you can't have, you know, Manic went, uh, you know, 107 from three-point range with 11 points. They would lose this game. So if you're expecting hmm. North Carolina to win, he's going to have to have a big performance. Now, here's the issue that we're going to come into tonight, and it's a shame that we're turning this out because Baycott has been absolutely sensational on both ends of the court when he's healthy and when he's engaged, which he has been for the right. tournament. But now one of the hardest things the handicappers to overcome is you see the numbers for Baycott. You expect a big performance, but one of the worst things you can do is say, they told me he was healthy, Ben. And five minutes into the game, he's already being subbed out, limping over the sideline, retaping his ankle. And you say to yourself, why did I do this to myself? You know, on a healthy yeah. perspective here with a 152, he should dominate both ends of the court and be, and be fine. But I can't put my hard-earned money on a guy that I don't know what I'm getting out of it. Now, he might play, Ben, all the way through, pick up three fouls, 20 points, 20 rebounds, MOP, and you say, you know what? Maybe we expected that. But a worst-case scenario where he's banged up and only playing at a fraction of his capabilities, I can't bet him there. Even though I'd love to, I can't do it tonight with Baycott, Ben. 14 and a half for the point prop, but no rebounding prop listed right now for yeah. Armando Baycott in this game. And again, Brady Manick, you saw there, 17 and a half, the juice on the under. That has now dropped to 16 and a half live, minus 128 to the over for North Carolina. DRS, I'm glad you brought up the three-point prop on Mr. Manick, on a Manick Monday, if you will, Ooh. because it's at two and a half made threes again. It was my favorite bet 
of the Final Four. And Brady Manick cashed it late in that second half against Duke. Three of six from deep against the Blue Devils going over two and a half made threes. A number he has gone over in all five games now for the Tar Heels in this NCAA tournament. In fact, eight of the last nine for UNC. Brady Manick has gone over two and a half. The six threes he attempted both against St. Peter's and Duke, the lowest volume we have seen out of Brady Manick in this NCAA tournament had 10 attempted threes against both UCLA and Marquette in that opening round of 64 game going over this number of two and a half. He was four of eight from deep in that upset of the top seed in the East region, Baylor in the round of 32. DRS, they're giving us a two and a half again. The over has some juice, but it's only minus 120. That might be my favorite bet yet again tonight. And you see Caleb Love. 16 and a half, the juice on the over. Caleb Love has gone over that points prop in five of the last nine for Carolina. And when he goes over in all five, he has scored at least 20 points. He is plus 162 DRS to score at least 20 points tonight in the national championship game against Kansas. That will be a huge matchup. Caleb Love on one side, the wing guard perimeter player for Hubert Davis. And Ochai Abaji, who also has his points prop at 16 and a half. The Big 12 player of the year for Kansas and Bill Self. Yeah, sensational stuff all the way around. And maybe you want to line up some different guys. But if you're just looking from a Carolina perspective, we're expecting both of these teams to get into the 70s. And obviously their team totals indicate that. And a 152 also plays right there. But if you're from a Carolina perspective, right, you need big games out of Manic. You need big games out of Love. And also keep in mind, if Baycott isn't 100% and he's due to score anywhere between, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 points is normal for the tournament, that means extra shots are up in the air for the other guys. So maybe you're getting a little bit of a boost impact because if Baycott goes out and dominates, those numbers really aren't different from when he's healthy or maybe a little bit banged up coming into the game. But the fact that he might be a little bit hobbled, more shots for other guys here, and maybe even more of a tempo because big men tend to slow the tempo down, pushing it up and down the court. So maybe if Baycott is a little bit hampered there, being subbed in and out, maybe you see a little bit higher tempo from the Carolina side. But I'm interested in seeing also, we talked about the three-point shots here, a fun one here, which usually we only see in the NBA and in the NBA, there is no NBA tonight. So how about college basketball? Two or more three-point field goals made in the first three minutes tonight, Ben. Usually in the NBA, you're seeing like a plus 100, plus 110. It's a plus 180 price tonight. Maybe Manic hmm. for you drops two triples in the first three minutes and cashes that all by himself. The old three-by-two that DRS Fantastic. and K-Dubs love in the yeah. NBA now in a national championship game in New Orleans. Kansas was 13 of 24 from three in that final four matchup against Villanova. Over 54% for a team that only averages about 33% of their overall field goals from deep throughout the course of this regular season. And North Carolina has upped their usage from three-point land here in the big dance. Over 28 three-pointers attempted on average throughout their five games in this NCAA tourney. So, Donnie, maybe the three ball is flying high tonight in New Orleans. Maybe that pace where both teams rank in the top 65 fastest in all of college basketball in terms of tempo is on display in a natty tonight in NOLA. Maybe that leads us to an alternate 
over already a lofty total at 152 but maybe we push to an even higher over look at some of those numbers that provide some plus money over 155 and a hook is plus 126 over 161 and a half drs plus 235 any chance we see an 85 83 game tonight in the national championship in nola yeah, we certainly could. And also from two games where both of these teams scored 81 points in their respective games in the Final Four, we're not coming in this game, Ben, saying, oh, man, we didn't shoot well. Hopefully we shoot it better. They both played well, and we expect them both to play well again tonight. Since the start of Big 12 play for Kansas, including the conference tourney and including the big dance right now, that's 26 games. Only five games of those 26 have been over this total of one 52. It's the highest for KU since the end of January. We go to the Association NBA Talk up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. One final game for the college basketball season tonight. A national championship on the line in New Orleans between Kansas and North Carolina. But also one final week left now in the NBA regular season. It ends on Sunday and then we get to postseason action with the play-in tournaments beginning in both conferences. We go around the association right here, right now on a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Alongside Donnie Wrightside, I am Ben Stevens. And DRS, not good in Los Angeles. The Lakers season all but done with a devastating loss yesterday against the Denver Nuggets at home on a Sunday in the Crypto.com Arena, losing 129-118. No LeBron James yesterday for the Lakers still dealing with that sore ankle this following a game DRS on Friday that I really think was the icing on the cake to put this to bed this year for the Lakers losing to the Pelicans by three in a game they desperately needed to win so now the Lakers have lost six straight games 10 of their last 12 and DRS it seems that their season and maybe this iteration of the LA Lakers led by LeBron James is all but over yeah, Adam Silver can't like this because usually LeBron equals ratings in the playoffs. And even if it's in the play-in game, they would take that. Maybe they would have had Anthony Davis healthy. Maybe they would have LeBron James healthy for the playoffs and won a game or two to keep them in the national spotlight. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen, and rightfully so. The San Antonio Spurs playing good basketball at the right time, Ben. Winners of seven other past ten games as the Lakers are floundering around right now. And also, you sort of saw that glimmer yesterday. LeBron James sitting out was a little of an eye raiser for me, but they were in that game, possibly with a chance to win it against Denver. They lost that, but also getting that little silver lining by saying the San Antonio Spurs are going to be without Murray and also Pirtle yesterday, that maybe they would take a loss to a Portland team that's incredibly embarrassing. But yes, Portland is incredibly embarrassing and still mm -hmm. ended up losing that game by margin against the San Antonio Spurs. Lights are out in L.A. Who's just going to be the last one to turn them off? The Spurs cover as a 14-point favorite yesterday against the Blazers. Their second straight game against Portland. The Spurs covering as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite against the Blazers on Friday night 
as well. As DRS mentioned, the Spurs winners of seven of their last 10. Six of their last eight as well, covering in six of their last eight. So, or six of their last seven, rather. So the Lakers now two full games behind the Spurs in the win-loss column. And San Antonio holds the tiebreaker season series advantage over LA. So really, DRS, that's a three-game lead with only four games remaining. The Lakers are on their last breath. Life support right now in this NBA season. And LeBron James sitting out yesterday, I think says that maybe we're due for some changes in Los Angeles this summer and throughout the offseason. We shall see. Denver, on the other hand, covering as a six-point favorite. The Lakers have lost 10 of their last 12, only covering four times in that 12-game span. Anthony Davis yesterday also dealing with that foot injury. 28 points, nine boards in 35 minutes, but no use against the MVP in Nikola Jokic 38 points 18 boards six dimes he is now DRS minus 310 on the FanDuel Sportsbook minus 310 to win the NBA MVP but the biggest story here again we don't have any playoff odds on the Lakers up right now on the board on the FanDuel Sportsbook but on Friday DRS they were plus 170 was LA to even make the play-in tournament plus 760 to reach the Western Conference playoffs those would be much much longer odds today because a full two games back of San Antonio in the standings, really three when you add in the tiebreaker advantage, the Spurs hold, and three of the final four for the Lakers all on the road against the Suns, Warriors, and Nuggets. The only game the Lakers will be a favorite in is at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder who pulled off a huge upset over the Suns yesterday, winning by 21 points as a double digit dog so I think DRS the Lakers season about to come to a close so let's focus on happier things maybe in the Western Conference then and some of the teams playing their best basketball at the right time leading us into the postseason that would be the Dallas Mavericks picking up a big road win yesterday over the Milwaukee Bucks 118-112 Dallas wins outright as a six and a half point underdog DRS the Mavs have won six of their last eight now covering in all six of those victories They've been amazing. They've absolutely been amazing. And that's singular on the shoulders of Luka Doncic, who, you know, Mm. sometimes you can't look forward to, right? Because you're seeing the Dallas Mavericks in the four seat. Legitimate playoff contenders now, right? You finish above that high. But you're also leaning on Luka Doncic so much. And the reason I'm bringing this up is maybe it's not their season this year. But can you imagine, Ben? Line Luka up with some frontline talent in the NBA. Line Luka up with a big three and watch the damage they can do. And we're talking about the MVP markets, right? We've seen Nikola Jokic all of a sudden a minus 310 in that race. Luka Doncic, it's at 120 to 1. He's not 120 to 1 here. He just can't win it this year because it looks like Jokic has it wrapped up. But my goodness, every single year you start with the Dallas Mavericks, it's Luka Doncic at the head of the class with a chance to win MVP. I'm waiting for him to get some real talent around him, but it just shows you the global megawatt superstar he really is, where he said, you know what? It's all on me, guys, and I'm fine with that, and I'm carrying this Mavericks team. And we've seen Luka carry this Mavericks team to postseason victories by himself. Maybe he can do that to a certain extent in the Western Conference playoffs. And now the Mavs are at 10 to 1 in those Western Conference odds. So maybe some value if they can win a series or two in the West and maybe get you to a point where you can have some hedging out profitability on that Mavericks ticket. Because if Luka does this by himself, as DRS mentioned, it would not be a surprise based on recent performance. Five straight games with 32 or more points. 32, 15 dimes yesterday, and eight rebounds 
for the Dallas Mavericks and DRS. Dallas 18 and 14 against the number as an underdog this year. They've won 13 of those 18 outright. They are 45, 33 and one ATS. Now the third best cover percentage in the entirety of the NBA. Back to those Western Conference odds. You see the Mavericks there in the fourth spot in the Western Conference standings, but the fifth best odds to win the West at 10 to 1. Phoenix still a short number at plus 115 as the favorites, but the Suns did lose by 21 yesterday against OKC as a 14 point favorite. In fact, DRS, Phoenix has now lost two straight games after a nine game winning streak. They have not covered in three straight, but I'm not necessarily concerned about the Suns at this moment. We mentioned the Spurs making their way up and the Golden State Warriors have won two straight games, covering in three straight as well. The second best price there in the West, as you saw at plus 440. I'll tell you right now, the Western Conference shaping up to be electric. Obviously, the East, a much deeper conference, but let's take a look mm. at the West here. Phoenix Suns at a plus 115 price. Very good basketball team. Do we expect them to win the West? I actually expect them to win the West and, and also yeah. a championship. But let's take a look at the Golden State Warriors and what you're waiting on, right? Clay Thompson, who was electric over the weekend, what he dropped close to 40 points in a victory. You're expecting that in the playoffs. You're expecting Steph Curry to get back healthy. You're expecting Draymond Green to be there. So that championship pedigree back in the fall. But as I say that, the team listed third here on the FanDuel Sportsbook odd sheet, the Memphis Grizzlies at a 6-1 to price, winners of nine of their past 10 games, seven straight Ws, and oh, yeah, John Morant's one of the most electric players in the NBA, a true MVP candidate over the next couple of years. Mm. They're winning without him and winning in style. So that's one of those teams where I look up and down the odds board and say, sure, the Suns can win it. Yes, the pedigree is there for the Warriors. But maybe one of those teams that you want to jump on a year ahead of time, that's the Memphis right. Grizzlies. They're going to be a problem in the Western Conference, and that's a nice price at 6-1 to one to win the West on them. DRS, it is absolutely insane what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing without John Morant right now. As you mentioned, a seven-game win streak. They won outright in their last game on Friday night as an eight-point dog against the Phoenix Suns when it felt like this was the Suns asserting yep. their dominance because there was some speculation the Grizz were going to be without Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. for that game who have filled in huge in the absence of John Morant. I'm pretty sure they're 20-2 and two now straight up this year without John Morant. That's their all-star. That's one of the brightest young talents in all of basketball. Add that back to the mix. You're looking for that value right now in the West, as DRS just alluded to, because it feels like the Phoenix Suns are a step ahead of everybody. It's almost a certainty, it feels like, that Phoenix will be at least in the Western Conference Finals. Who's going to be that team against them? For most of the year, it felt like the Warriors, but the injury concerns have left something to be desired on Golden State. Could it be the Grizzlies a year ahead of time? Could it be the Mavericks a year ahead of time? Might the Denver Nuggets get some reinforcements when they need them in the playoffs with a guy like Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. coming back? There are some interesting prices in those Western Conference odds where there is some value right now. As we flip it to the East DRS, the Boston Celtics now two games back of the Miami Heat for that top spot in the East and the Celtics getting back on the right winning foot as well. Now, two straight victories, absolutely hammering the Washington Wizards yesterday at home, a final score of 144-102, because after Boston dropped two straight, they have now bounced back with two straight victories, covering yesterday DRS easily as a 13-point home favorite.
Yeah, watch out for the Boston Celtics here, playing right, playing hot, getting hot, I should say, at the right time. But also, let's take yeah. a look at the Eastern Conference standings right now, not necessarily from a win-loss perspective, but from an odds perspective at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Plus 250 for the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brooklyn Nets, who seemingly, Ben, can't get out of their own way, still priced as an NBA championship-caliber team at plus 360, yep. second place here in the Eastern Conference. Then you see the Celtics, Heat, and the Sixers. I have to say this, like, the Milwaukee Bucks, fresh off of beating the Philadelphia 76ers on the road, then going in and taking another game where they were down close to double digits late in that game versus the Nets. They gave that away by losing their last two games here. So now you open the door for the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat are jockeying for that top spot. If the Heat can hang on to that one spot, that's pretty good at planting your flag in the playoffs saying, we're not a fluke here. We won the Eastern Conference. And quite frankly, so many times, Ben, we talk about the West being so much stronger than the East. That's not the case this year. You have probably, what, five to six teams legitimately thinking they have a chance to take down the Eastern Conference and maybe contend for an NBA championship. But all that goodwill that the Bucks built up still leading at a plus 250 price here because to me, the best overall team and bench still in the East probably is the Milwaukee Bucks for me, Ben. I would think so. That consistency, that congruity with the reigning NBA champs has been on display all year. Why other teams have shown promise. You look at the Brooklyn Nets now, if fully healthy and available, maybe they present some value. If you look at the Sixers with James Harden and Joel Embiid, you might think there's something there, some promise, but the Sixers struggled yesterday against the Cavs, coming back to win that game. JoJo, an absolutely monster night for Joel Embiid, who said after the game, I don't know what I need to do to win an NBA MVP. <laughs> 44 points, 17 rebounds yesterday, but now with a big plus money price behind Nikola Jokic, who is minus 310 in that market on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But DRS, Philly now the fifth best odds in the East at 5-1. to one. Boston, the third best price at plus 420. And the Heat, who own that top spot and probably will be the number one overall seed at plus 440. You see that number on the Brooklyn Nets once again, DRS. Brooklyn's in the play-in tournament. They've already clinched a play-in tournament spot, and they very well are going to be in that 9-10 game, which would dictate that the Brooklyn Nets need to win two games in the play-in tournament, not just the one we thought would be the case entering the final week and a half or so of this NBA regular season. That's a lot of ground to make up for a team that has the second-best odds but is going to have to make its way through the East, Donnie, probably out of the play-in tournament, and then as a lower seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But look at those prices as compared to the West. DRS laid it out right there. Five teams, all within two and a half dollars of each other at the top of the Eastern Conference odds board. A much more tightly contested race than that in the Western Conference, where the Suns are a short favorite at plus 115. We round out our number one, hearing from you about the national title game next in Fade the Public. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Round out the opening hour of a national championship Monday right here on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie Wrightside has been here for the entirety of this first hour as well. Kansas and North Carolina, the Roy Williams Bowl, a battle of the bluest of all bloods in college basketball with a national championship on the line tonight. Right now on FanDuel, Kansas laying four points as the favorites tonight against North Carolina. An over-under that has trickled down just slightly by the hook 
from 152 to 151 and a half. Now live on FanDuel, we get your thoughts on the national championship. What's the best bet for a Monday night in NOLA? Let's find out right now and fade the public. All right, DRS, that was the simple question to the public. What is the best bet for the national championship game tonight? Is it the favorite, KU, laying four? Is it the underdog in North Carolina? Getting four with North Carolina booked as a dog in three of the five games throughout this NCAA tournament. Is it the over of that lofty total at 151.5? Used to be 152. Or are we taking the under in the public right now, saying the best bet is simple? Go with the Rock. Go with the Chalk. The Rock Chalk Jayhawks laying four tonight against North Carolina. 38% of the public DRS of this poll at SportsGrid TV on Twitter saying Kansas minus four is the best bet. Donnie, are you fading the public for the national championship game? I'm going to fade myself and my take the points of prey tonight because the public is very smart. And I also clicked on Kansas minus four as the play of the night. Ooh. So I think the public has it correct. And also, real quick, Ben, Roy Williams. What side does he sit on tonight? Carolina, Kansas? Oh, somebody's going to be angry tonight. I thought he might do the split jersey look that we have seen from uh, parents in the past, but I like think it's going suit? to be more yeah. Carolina blue. Yeah. I think it's going to be more Carolina blue for Roy tonight. 15 years at Kansas, 18 years at North Carolina. Three natties with the Tar Heels also played his college ball at North Carolina as well. DRS, thank you as always. More of the morning after. Up next.